This week on Spillin' the Syrup, I'm speaking with Vanessa Griffiths, an inspiring and successful entrepreneur. She is the chief marketing officer and co-founder of Gift Better Co. Gift Better Co. is a business-empowering corporate gifting solution that combines corporate social responsibility and gifting. We'll spill the syrup on what it's like to have a business concept, create your own company, and smash that glass ceiling to become a successful woman in business. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today, Vanessa. Thank you for having me, and thank you for that intro. That was so kind and also so professional. Great job. Thank you. That's such a compliment. I'm so glad. All right. Well, first, let's talk about business. Mm-hmm. How did you go from content and digital specialist and marketing manager to a successful entrepreneur? Oh, that is a very long story. Cliff's Notes is I think that I was always supposed to be an entrepreneur, probably. I never really felt super settled in any job that I had. And I always had a side hustle throughout my whole career. I always felt like I could be learning more or I wanted to explore a different area. I was always trying to like do whatever I could to gain experience and get knowledge, whether it was unpaid internships or side hustles that probably didn't pay greatly. Yeah. And I went from marketing. I always knew that I wanted to do. I was just really into like mass communication. Literally, I was in awe by commercials and I was always like, who puts these together? Yes. The one will forever stick out of my mind and I think made me fall in love with marketing and advertising in general is the Britney Spears Pink and Beyonce Super Bowl commercial. It was a Pepsi commercial. Yes. Literally changed my life because I was like, how do they know each other? How do they love Pepsi so much? What do I need to do to put those kind of things together? So that's how I kind of fell in love with marketing, I think, before I knew what it was. And so I knew I wanted a career in that. But then, like I said, I never really felt confident that I was in the right place, no matter how much I loved the different jobs that I was in. So the entrepreneurship thing was kind of calling me, I think, my whole career. And then eventually I made the decision to go for it. Yeah, that's such a huge accomplishment when you figure out what your calling is just pursuing it and going for it. I want to say that Super Bowl, yep. they sing, I think we, I love rock and roll. We will, we will rock you! And we will rock you, I think. It's like a pitch perfect vibe. I think it's a transition. Oh, yes. The big disgrace. So good. Yes. And marketing is fascinating, I think, because it's almost like what does make people tick. Exactly. I was always a writer and a big reader and I loved creative writing, but when I realized that advertising was creative writing with the intention of drawing emotion or like calling someone to action in such a broad stroke. The concept of it was so crazy to me cuz I was like everybody's so different and these people are dedicating these have 15 seconds to grab whatever attention they can. It's so cool. Still I love it. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. What campaigns are you super passionate about? What kind of content do you like giving to your audience? That's a good question. It's kind of changed over time, to be honest. And I'm lucky and grateful. The kind of marketing and stuff that I've done has grown as I've grown. So I started out in the beauty space and I was doing a lot of PR. So I was the first person at the company that I was interning at to start doing influencer outreach. 
first the campaigns that I was really interested in was like the dawn of the beauty YouTuber era. And I was getting to do outreach to all of these different influencers who I fangirled over and asking them if they would accept, let us mail them the product, hopefully for a review, but often it was to have it in their hands kind of thing. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. And then from there, because I had the influencer marketing experience, I ended up at a tech startup that was kind of focused on influencer marketing and building an influencer marketing platform. And so there I kind of had the overlap of still being in the beauty and influencer space, but then also learning a lot about what it was to develop an app and then to market an app and then to maintain an app. And then from there, I kind of went steered more in the direction of tech and eventually into like B2B marketing. Whereas before it was really like entertainment driven that I think what got me excited in terms of content and marketing in general. Now it's more like very value driven business to business content, which doesn't sound as exciting as it is to me, but trying to help people do their jobs better really is the kind of content that I love. We're going to get more into that. Mm -hmm. You're also very passionate about corporate social responsibility. What kind of issues do you think your business helps drive forward or impact in a positive way, I could say? Yeah. So I kind of look at that on two levels first, you know, and the kind of the short feel that we give in regards to social impact within the company is each of our gifts gives back to a different social cause. So we have a few different charitable partners that we work with, and each gift kind of drives a specific action within that charitable organization. Some of our gifts, for example, provide a meal to somebody at a food bank. We have others that for every gift purchased, a stray animal is vaccinated. Oh, wow. There's quite a few options that charities can choose from. And then on another level, for me, well, for us, the team, and for me, the way that I build my business, I think I kind of strive and I always have it in mind of like what it's doing on a social level. So from us like sourcing vendors that are, you know, underrepresented, I try to work with women as much as possible. Those kind of things that aren't direct social impacts as far as things that we can just put on a card and like add messaging around. But there's a lot that I kind of take into account as somebody who is steering the business, these are things for me to be mindful of. Yeah, that's huge. Giving people food and, and poverty and homelessness. Yeah. Also, I think for your business, I see the environment just in the aspect of you wanting to invest in local sustainability, which is great. Yeah, we also have boxes that plant trees. But yes, sustainability and environmental responsibility is really important to us and to a lot of our clients. So we definitely prioritize that as well. Amazing. So you kind of touched on a bit of what you've done to get to this point, but I want to dive further in on how you got started because a lot of people find getting started difficult and what motivated you to get started and keep doing it. So like I said, I had always been doing some kind of side hustle pretty much throughout my whole career as a marketer. When I started, I was working full-time at Via Rail, like the train station in Toronto. Oh, okay. And I took that job. It was horrible hours, but it allowed me to do pretty much a full-time unpaid internship, which is so unrealistic for so many people. Doing that job allowed me to do that as much as I disliked it. It kind of helped me to know that I was getting this experience elsewhere. But anyways, I had always had some kind of side hustle and the nature of those side hustles kind of grew in, not in difficulty, but like the structure of them. Yeah. As I gained more experience, I kind of was like, okay, now I'm starting to run it more like a business than just, you know, doing an unpaid internship and then like helping somebody else whenever they needed something. As I grew, I got more confident in like my ability and my value that I offered to people. 
So I think I had practice kind of running a business in some capacity before I ever had a business idea. Yeah. And then at one point, so we started in 2019, about two and a half years ago, I would say, a friend of mine reached out to me and she was like, I know that we are the two nerdiest people about business. Would you be open to meeting at Starbucks on a weekly basis to just talk about business ideas and see what comes out of it? I was like, yeah, sure. Her and I, we always joke that at parties, you could usually find us like talking shit about people on Dragon's Den and like being like, what were they thinking? Why would they invest in that? (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) So true, though. Yeah. So we were always like nerding out about that. So I guess she just knew that I was interested in business in some capacity. And so for almost a year, we met every week and talked about different problems that we were noticing whether with ourselves or in our work or our friends. And we probably got close to launching three different businesses. Domain names bought, all these product samples ordered. And then for some reason, we would get to a point where like, no, I don't think this is what we need to be doing. And so eventually, one day at my job as a marketing manager for a tech company, I was tasked with corporate gifting. And I was like, this is the worst. The process for it was terrible. I was basically handed a list of names and a budget and a credit card and then like make sure these people get gifts in time for the holidays and I was like I don't know them so I was sending this box of arbitrary junk to be honest to people that I didn't know it was very like a cold interaction and I felt really guilty about sending a box of stuff just across to like California yeah so that kind of was the seed that started it and then we also had to send a gift to a friend who lived in LA for their birthday about a week later and we we're like there's no good options of like gifts that either of us would be excited to open and then we kind of started pondering that a little bit more and then we launched the business before we could change our mind <laughs> and that's how it went we didn't even know anything about like total addressable market we knew nothing about the corporate gifting industry but i was like i know that if i face this problem then so many companies face this problem because I had been on the receiving end of corporate gifts. I knew how many we had sold every year and our company was small. So I was like, I think there's potential here. And then, yeah, we just committed to launching it basically December of 2019 with the goal of getting it up there so we couldn't change our mind again. Yeah. Well, you found a gap in the market, I think is fair to say. You are learning, you're building, you're progressing. That's very thoughtful of you too, because I think if I received something like, oh, thanks, here's a mug. Okay, I could use a mug, I guess, but I could also use something else even more. I didn't really need this right now. Especially if it's like a company logo mug. What is this doing for you? Yeah. One of our kind of key focuses is making sure that the gifts are rooted in practicality on some level. We try to encourage our clients to steer away from just slapping a logo on every item in the gift boxes because, again, nobody needs their 18th logoed mug, really. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you kind of talked about this already, but I want to see if we can get some more tips and tricks of what it takes to become a successful entrepreneur. Specifically, what piece of advice would you give someone? Okay, so there's a couple things, I think. First of all, If you have a business idea and you're thinking that entrepreneurship is right for you, which I think there's kind of a litmus test that you should do for that. And it's like, are you financially prepared? Not financially prepared because you don't have to do it. I would not recommend doing it full time, like out of the gate. But does it require you to invest any money? And do you have that money to like put into it? If you can't, then how do you make money in the business before you have to put any in? Like what's the leanest that you can operate kind of thing? 
Right. Yeah, just because ultimately the business isn't going to be sustainable if you can't sustain it. (laughs) I know that's very obvious, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. If it's costing you a ton of money to get it going, then unless you have a plan to making a lot of money quickly, like it's not going to last very long. Very realistic. My number one tip, I think, for any aspiring entrepreneurs is entrepreneurship is hard. It challenges a lot of different parts of like your brain and your capacity, I think. So I think that in order to stick with it, you kind of have to be in love with the problem that you're solving. Yeah. The idea of starting a business is great, but I think it was when we really honed in on the problem and figured out how we could solve it that things started to click for us faster. I would encourage everybody to think about that. You know, you don't have to be solving these crazy global issues, but if you notice something about like a process that you have to do often that could be better, or if you're launching e-commerce business, what is what you're doing better than everybody else in your category? I think like getting really clear on that is really helpful for anybody who's aspiring or thinking about starting a business. Yeah, exactly. Can you describe your typical day? Okay, so my son is currently about one year old. So his sleep schedule is chaos, which means my sleep schedule is chaos. Oh, yeah. I try to wake up before he does so that I have like five or 10 minutes to myself in the morning. It's probably happened once in the year that he's been alive. So I wake up to him waking up, which is could be 430 in the morning, could be 630 in the morning. We never know. Right now, I essentially am with him until nine o'clock. He goes down for his first nap. I start work. Three days a week, I go into our office. We have employees at an office and we do kind of a hybrid model. Okay. Some of our staff is there all the time. Some of them work from home, but on Tuesdays, we're all in the office together for connections sake. Nine o'clock, I'm either working or on my way to the office. I usually have tons of meetings and I'm trying to make more space for like strategic work and even execution stuff. But honestly, lately, it's been a lot of meetings because we're in the full swing of holiday season, which is all hands on deck for us. Okay, yeah. I have a hard stop at 3 p.m. every day just because I like to spend that time with my son. He goes to bed at around 7, try to have that stretch of daylight. We can go for a walk and whatever, spend the actual time together so that by the evening time, it's just like winding down for bed and I'm not aching to play with him kind of thing. And then I usually honestly get back on my laptop at like 7.30 and work until I feel like not got enough done because there's no getting enough done. Yeah getting a task done. I usually work for another hour or two. And then I try to work out, clean up, which my boyfriend will say, no, you don't. (laughs) And then I get ready for the next day. Right now, I will be honest that balance is not really a thing. It's like making time for what I can outside of the two priorities, which are the business and my family, of course. Yeah. The holiday season for us, honestly. (laughs) Exactly. I think a lot of new moms and a lot of moms, especially with young kids, are really going to relate to you saying that. And I think throughout everything that you were saying, I think you've really proven yourself. And I think you've taken the traditional road a little bit. You paid your dues. You did the unpaid internships. You really got yourself out there. And I think one of the most important things is to keep doing something, keep trying it. Just because you tried it once doesn't mean someone's going to see you right away. You have to do it again. Yes. And I think you've done really well at that. Thank you. I would, yeah. And I would definitely, just to expand on that a little bit, I knew that I wanted to be a marketer before really fully understanding like what that meant in a corporate role at all. And so my path was kind of unconventional because I was, again, taking in as many experiences as I could. 
And I would encourage anybody, whether you want to be an entrepreneur or not, try your best to stay curious. I mean, throughout life, of course, but since we're talking about business, yeah, throughout your career, try to stay curious, meet with people who are even two steps ahead of you as far as whatever their career path is. And just try to soak in as much as you can and like, don't be too rigid in whatever path you think you're on because things can drastically change (laughs) if you stay open to them. And learning is a lifelong process for everyone. Amen. Yes. We talked a lot about business and now I want to talk about Gift Better Co. Okay. How did you come up with the name? It's a good name. Thank you so much. How did we come up with the name? Ooh. Didn't want to do it, but my business partner's boyfriend actually came up with the name. I have to give him credit. Okay. Yeah. We were brainstorming all kinds of different names and we were coming from two different worlds. My business partner comes from a really traditional, huge recruitment firm. All of those names are like strong, usually last names. They just give a legacy vibe. And then me, I come from a startup background where it's like all lowercase, the least amount of vowels, the better. So we were like trying to kind of come up with something. (laughs) And it was like impact gift. And we had a bunch of ridiculous names brainstormed. And then he was like, what about Gift Better Co? And we're like, wow. Or no, I think he said Gift Better. And then we added the Co. But yeah, all credit to our friend Sean. Yeah, you know exactly, you know what you're trying to do. You're trying to gift better. Boom. Done. Yeah, exactly. We try to be better on all levels. So our commitment to service, of course, servicing our clients is a huge priority. We try to do that better. The gifts themselves, like I mentioned, we're trying to be rooted in practicality and just like an exciting unboxing experience. And then better being like do better through the gift, aka the social impact. Yeah, and you can even browse, get inspiration in the catalog, I believe. Yeah, you can. That's the cool feature. Very interactive. Thank you. Any of our custom gifts, we have an e-commerce store, which you've probably seen, but about 98% of our business is high volume corporate gifting. So starting from like 30 gifts to 10,000 has been our biggest project. Oh, okay. We specialize in high volume. And so every time a customer comes to us asking about, say, gifting for their company for holiday, we curate a custom catalog based on what they're looking for, what their company values, you know, what they've given in the past or any themes that they're looking to align with. So yeah, it's a really like custom tailored experience for all of our clients. Do you ever get any outrageous requests? Yes. They didn't end up becoming a customer. Shocking. They asked about how to incorporate sending a goldfish. (laughs) no come on i don't see how that's gonna work it did not work (laughs) they did not become a customer they were very out of the box out of the water out of the water exactly i picture real estate agents that sell really expensive houses that want to give to the people that have purchased from them maybe would that be a typical client for you real estate agents that is a potential client for us We haven't worked with too many real estate agents just because, again, we try to prioritize volume. So, but in that space, home builders. Okay. Here in Ottawa, EQ Homes is an example. We've done a couple rounds of gifts for them, but most recently, two new condo buildings that they built. Everybody, as they got the keys to their condo, when they opened the doors, our boxes were sitting on the counter to kind of welcome them home. So you're close with real estate. You're definitely on the right track. Oh, cool. No, that's so nice. I like that. That's really good. Yeah, they're fun. I love doing those gifts because they're so like, 
homey and of course the experience of like you're so excited to get your new house that gift is great there's like a bathrobe in it it's just so cozy yeah that's what people need everybody wants that sometimes we don't even know that we need that i totally agree who is your greatest inspiration that is such a hard question i will say i don't have one in particular so i'm sorry if this gets lost i'll say first that the women in my life in my family from like my mom my grandmother's my two aunts, literally the women that are in my immediate family are everything in so many different ways from like the motherhood perspective to the business side of things to like the academic side of things. I've just been so blessed to have so many like built-in mentors who were super inspiring without trying to inspire me. I would say on a business level, so many. I think my number one is probably Lola Plaku. She works in the music industry. She specialized in music journalism and kind of shifted into PR. And now she does music marketing for like huge artists. She's from Toronto. And I kind of became obsessed with her. (laughs) She sounds cool. She's the coolest person alive. Anyways, so I fell in love with her when she was helping coordinate the weekend's first tour back in 2010 or 11, probably. And she's grown so much. I've always looked to her as an example. Whatever it is you want to do, just do the work to get there. And like, she's done it so many times and progressed and stayed my inspiration just because of all the different roles she's taken on and the things that she's done. It's so cool to watch her kind of transform herself constantly. So yeah, she's an inspiration just for like her consistency. Yeah. And now that you've done that and found the success, what do you like most about where you are now what's your favorite part about being your own boss I feel more settled into myself than I ever have and I think it's because I'm finally doing what I meant to do so when I was telling you earlier that I never felt fully comfortable like in these different jobs that I had no matter how much I love the people or the company or the job whatever I always felt a little bit panicked and like I needed a change all the time and this is the first time in a very long time that I'm like oh I'm at peace here I could hang out here for a while And I think that's largely because of kind of fulfilling a vision that is more mine than anybody else's. Well, not anybody else's, my business partners, of course, too. But it's like, you know, I have more control over that, have the flexibility to prioritize my life and my family is amazing. And I don't think I would have that in many other situations. So like being able to clock out at three and then just get back on line whenever I need to later on in the evening is so important. Yeah. Obviously, especially now that I have a baby, but having that control is huge. Yeah. And you also mentioned music and I also love music, music journalism. That's super cool. Yes. I was always curious in journalism and doing interviews. But music journalism would be cool or music marketing would be cool. Yeah. And I saw that you had posted a story about Adele's new single. I just want to say I loved it. Oh, my gosh. I love her so much. Yeah, she's so good. Did you watch the video? Yes. Very powerful. (laughs) That's such a funny way to describe it. I agree. She was giving like 90s, obviously ballad, but like it was so 90s with all the browns and fan and the turtleneck. I was like, wow, she's in it. It was so good. And the black and white? The black and white, and then suddenly just like warm tones. I was like, wow. Yes. Yeah, she's so good. She definitely delivered that message. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm so excited for the album. I'm just ready to be sad. 
you're really going to feel those emotions. Vanessa, thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. I'm so happy to have joined. I'm so glad. And for all our listeners, don't forget to visit Vanessa's website, giftbetter.co, to discover more about her company. And thank you to all my regular listeners, especially those who have recently subscribed. Don't forget to subscribe, please, and follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting app if you enjoyed it. To see guest bios, images, and reels, follow us on the Instagram IG page, Spilling the Syrup. Instagram is IG. Y'all know that. Goodbye. Goodbye.